ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, in Christ Jesus, our Lord and our Savior, and our soon coming Prince of Peace and King, King of Kings and Lord of Lords, and uh, to family, friends, and foes, and uh, yes, even foes in the family. Jesus promised that your greatest enemies would be your family. Don't worry about it. If you were the devil, you would do the same thing. And uh, so deal with it in the way the Lord would have you to do so. And uh, also to the standing between the living and the dead. Prayer, devotional, memorial, family, evangelistic service, family members. My beloved, this is Daniel White, the third president of Gospel Light Society International with the White House daily reading of the Chronological Bible episode number 588 where I simply read the Holy Bible the Word of God in the King James Version each day in chronological order. This unique viewpoint, this unique uh, arrangement allows us to read the whole Bible as a single true story and to see the unfolding of God's plan in history Today we're reading Proverbs chapter 10, verses 1 through 10. Shall we pray? And one of the reasons why I'm doing uh, this service earlier today is so that I can uh, preach uh, a message tonight that I have delayed in preaching. And so I won't have to be on my feet for a long time tonight, at one time. Now, I, I played earlier for you the song by the Oak Ridge Boys. I know some of you black folks don't like the country music, uh, but uh, you, you, you're coming around. But uh, this is really not country music. It is gospel music sung, sung by some white brothers. 
a little talk with Jesus will make you whole and make everything all right. Now, when you pray, God may not always change your circumstances, but he will change you and help you to deal with your circumstances properly. God allows things in your life for a reason. And he wants you to turn to him as to how to handle them. So have a little talk with Jesus yourself. Uh, I had a little talk with Jesus this morning. And I'm going to have a little talk with Jesus with you. But I want you to have a little talk with Jesus because uh, he will bring about a dramatic change in your heart, your mind, your soul, and spirit if you're saved. And if you're not saved, he will make you whole if you believe in him and trust in him. Not, uh, 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 don't hit that. The other one. What does the other one say? Huh? Over to the left. What does that say? Okay. The other one says continue. Okay, good. So make sure you have a little talk with Jesus. You pray yourself. And uh, I have told my wife, Marika White, to pray without ceasing, uh, whether she's saved or not. Uh, and uh, especially Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays, uh, because down through the years, when I was just preaching, uh, two or three days a week, a regular schedule. By the way, I, I, I have not done that in many years. We've been pretty much preaching every day because the times uh, demanded it. God demanded it of me. And I have more liberty now <coughs> for many of you know he led me to predict this plague that we're still under. And by the way, my beloved, I want you to understand that um, the coronavirus has not gone anywhere. And the people are uh, trying to, without alarming you, to tell you that if you have not had a shot uh, or whatever you need to get to fend against that, you need to get it because the coronavirus, and I'm not for the shots, you know, you know, uh, I mean, I'm for them and I'm not for them, meaning if you don't want to get it, don't get it. If you want to get it, get it. Uh, uh, no mandates. Um, so we're not talking about that. But I'm just, I'm just telling you what they're saying, that the coronavirus is on the increase. Um... Uh, in, I think, just North Texas, uh, 10,000 new cases. Uh, hospitals are filling up again, slowly but surely. And uh, I, I want to say 20 deaths is what they reported this morning. It might have been 200. I don't know. But uh, don't be foolish. 
and start going back to places where there's a group of people because see the way this thing captures you and grabs a hold of you is not in quick little stops at places and like a grocery store or Dollar General or something like that and you're moving in and you're moving out. It's when you go and you congregate with people. And if I were you as a Christian uh, with all of your high faith talk, uh, bless your heart. <laughs> you better make sure you're born again. <laughs> and make sure you're saved and make sure you're part of, you're part of the remnant the faithful few and the 7,000. You better make sure of that before you go out there doing that. Um, because this thing will take you out today. That's what they even said today in the news. This thing will take you flat out of here. Okay? So you do what the Lord leads you to do. But things like uh, church meetings, where you're sitting there for an hour and all, an hour and a half and all that. No, it's just not wise to do that right now. Plus, the monkeypox is jumping on people, especially the homosexuals. But they're in the church now too. So, I mean, it's in the news today. A man came here, and I never heard of this club before until today. Club Dallas, where men homosexuals meet. The devil is a lie, and the man was visiting out of town and. Uh, was in a bathhouse with some other men, and they had sex together, and all kind of they call they, they call it sex. It's it's an abomination. They had an abomination together. Everybody all right? They had an abomination together. And God help me. And now it's on the increase in Dallas. So. Uh, and you have allowed, you pastors have allowed the homosexuals into the churches. And so if the monkeypox jump on your children and your wife and your family, don't, don't come crying to me. Because I told you not to do that. Uh, uh, God is not playing with us. God gave us great space to repent and we did not repent. And most people... Still, they still don't believe God is the one chastising them and punishing them and judging them. But he is, whether you believe it or not. God deals with his people. So don't, uh, don't be going to church uh, buildings and sitting up there talking and, 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 and you don't have a mask on. Even the, the uh, preacher and commentator, Larry Reed, who is, uh, you know, is, is, it comes from a, a group, a uh, church group, where, you know, they talk a, a lot about faith and, and so forth. He's telling you, you people need to mask up. He, he called it a mask ask. Not a mandate, but a mask ask. Okay? We are asking you to put a mask on, because we don't know where you have, we don't know where you have been at. That's what he said. We don't know where you have been, man. I mean, you, and you all up in people's faces. Uh, no, no. Put a mask on, please. And he was very serious about it. And, you know, he's a funny person. But he was very serious about it. Don't be uh, coming up in my face when you, you don't have a mask on. You don't, uh, y'all going up. Uh, and because he, and, and the reason why you're doing it, 
because you're proud and you're arrogant and you're not humble. You know millions have died, but you 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 just want to go on anyhow. Mm-hmm. You want to go on anyhow and just and, and fly in the face of God, and you're going to end up dead. As sure as I'm black, okay, because God is not playing. This thing is out there. He has not rescinded it. He has not taken it away. All of you false prophets out there talking about away with it. It's not gone anywhere. Okay. And it's, and it's on the increase. And by fall it's going to be even worse. Coupled with monkeypox and everything else. Okay. So I'm just trying to help you. Uh, God loves you and I do too. And I want the best for you. But I want you to understand God is not playing. He's not playing. The Lord Jesus Christ is not playing. And the Bible says that uh, Jesus Christ uh, Jesus Christ said those I love I rebuke and chasten. Don't worry about the world. And, and, and I, like I told you last night some of you people worry about the rapture. Oh the rapture must be coming. The second coming and all that. No, no. Move. No, no, no. no move that. Let, let your hands hang down. Let your hands hang down there. Uh, and don't worry about the rapture, the second coming. That's going to come when it comes, okay? And And some of this may be a part of that coming, but... Right now, God is dealing with you. You need to be concerned about what's happening right now. You don't need to get all caught up in the prophecy. And I know you do. I know you love it. When I preach on prophecy, we get our biggest crowds. Even, uh, especially, uh, on the man. You love it. You love talking about that. But God wants you to talk about getting, getting, getting saved and getting your heart right with Him. You need to understand... God is, God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And so every hour you get, that's what God is doing with you. If you're not saved, or you're in the church and not saved. And God has shown me there are many, many thousands of people who are in the church and not born again. Including my own wife who is here helping me in the ministry right now. She she she's just not saved, and she she needs to hurry up and get saved for her own good, and that's how I pray for her. I've been praying for her for many years, and it's nothing but that Jamaican pharaohistic pride, which is known worldwide. And I have told black folks in America that you have done the Jamaican people a disservice. You have talked about them behind their backs. You have made jokes about them. Oh, they, they're the ones who have many jobs. Well, you don't, you don't have one. So, you know, leave them alone on that. They, they can come here and, 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 and do quite well because they work hard. My daughter, Danny, is the hardest. She's half, half American black and half Jamaican. She gets a lot of a drive from me, no doubt. But uh, she's a hard, one of the hardest working women I ever seen, and God has blessed her tremendously in short order. 
Okay, so I, I have no problem with that. But the pride thing, which they all have, and they're blinded to it because nobody's ever confronted them. That's why our vice president, bless her heart, and I like her. I, I like her personally, and I think she's a good-looking woman, and uh, she had, I have no problems with, with her. But that's, that's, that's the reason why she can't keep staff. She's so proud and arrogant, and she has this arrogant spirit that b makes people uh, feel like little people. Okay? Uh, and uh, so everybody has walked out because of that pride. Okay? And, and, and I'm telling you the truth because, you know, I love Jamaica. I've been to Jamaica many times. I intentionally married a Jamaican woman. Okay? Because she has some other qualities that some other women don't have that I like. Okay? So, and I, I, I'm willing to deal with the pride thing. Uh, the arrogancy, you know, and I, and I deal with it. Uh, but uh, she needs to come, she needs to humble down and admit she has never been saved. And she needs to get saved. And, and don't worry about her. You worry about yourself. I'm saying, I'm sharing this with you because you're lost and religious. You're religious and lost. Don't worry about her. Make sure you're saved. Examine yourself and see whether or not you'll be in the faith. Okay? So, uh, that's what God wants you to be doing. Make, examining yourself to make sure you're in the faith. Bless your heart. And number two, uh, if you are saved, God wants you to humble yourself and repent and pray and seek God's face and turn from your wicked ways, your side pieces, your adultery, your fornication, your homosexuality, your in and out, your unfaithful to God. That's what God wants you to deal with. Okay? And then get with your family and start running away from your family. Get with your family and pray with them and read the Bible to them, fathers and mothers. And I, I said last night in an article on BCNN1, BlackChristianNews.com, that you parents, okay, I know you love your little nine-month vacation from your children, glorified babysitting for nine months, with a bunch of foolishness. And you don't want to give that up. I know you love your eight to nine hours a day break from your children to work and do other ungodly things. And do, I mean, work and do go ungodly things as well. Because most of you have quit your jobs. Whatever. I'm talking to saved people and lost people. Take your children your precious children out of the hellhole public school system as soon as you possibly can because they are hell bent as was stated by Mrs. Uh, what's her name? Spring uh, Pringle? Say it again? Yeah, Becky Pringle that she is for continuing to push the demonic abomination of homosexuality, transgenderism, as well as abortion, critical race theory, and uh, they're pushing, doing away with the words uh, father and mother and calling them birthing parent and non-birthing parent.
Did you hear what I said? And if you black pastors and black church folk let that happen, continue to happen, and you keep on putting your children uh, in those hellhole schools, then uh, don't come crying to me because I'm telling you right now, they are hell-bent to turn your child into a homosexual, transgendered, uh, drag queen uh, monster. I don't care who likes it. This is why people want to kill me. This is why people want to take me off the air. This is why people want to uh, stop my Twitter and stop Facebook and everything like that. Thank God Facebook has hung in there with me. This is why family members are turning against me. Friends are turning against me. And I just chalk them up as lost and on their way to hell. They can't see this. You need to get your children out of those hellhole public schools, my friends. Look at me real good and see if I'm playing with you. Don't even think about registering your child. And, 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 and stop all of this protest. Listen, you're wasting your time. Stop all of this protesting and fighting the school board members and cussing them out. That is not going to, that's not happening. They've already made up their minds. They've already been paid off. These people have been paid off. They, they are hell-bent to let your child go to school one morning as Susan K. and come back as Shook Knight. They, they already set up, and they, they're doing this behind your back and in front of your face. Her name was Betty when she went to school. She come back talking about her name is Butch with her haircut. Because the teacher did it. The devil is a lie. Okay, I don't care whether you like it or not. I'm trying to save you and your children. Because this is going to break your heart down to the ground. This will make you quit your job to try to save your children. So what you need to say, well, preacher, what is the solution? The solution is what I've been telling you for the past 30 years. Take your children out of these hellhole schools. And homeschool your children and get some people uh, to help you get a voucher for homeschooling your children. Or put them in a godly Christian school. One Christian school, because of all of this foolishness, has received nearly 3,000 applications. A new Christian school. Some of you Christian people need to get into the Christian school business, if you will. To save your children from this untoward generation now beloved that's all spontaneous and comes from the Lord for me to say to you I was not planning on saying anything to you about that God led me to do so so you take it uh, and you do what you will with it Proverbs chapter 10 verses 1 through 10 let's pray Let's have a little talk with Jesus. And don't, don't, don't zone out and tune out when I start praying. Don't, you don't need to be listening to me pray. You need to pray. Uh, 
If you don't need to pray for yourself, pray for somebody else. Pray for your family members. Holy Father God in heaven, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. And Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you <clears throat> for your love, your grace, and your mercy. I praise you, Lord, and I thank you for your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, your Holy Spirit, and your Holy Word. Lord, help your people to have a little talk with you today. And Lord, help them to have little talks all day long. For in the words of Ruby Gooding, uh, this is a praying time. If there ever was a praying time, it is now. Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you for the millions and the many and the manifold blessings that you have bestowed upon me and upon my family and all uh, Bible-believing, faithful Christians everywhere. For you do not, you bless us all with general blessings and we thank you for all of those blessings as well. Those blessings are included. But, Lord, you do not bless your people or anybody else with special blessings uh, from you if they are not saved and born again and willing to humble themselves and pray and seek your face and turn from their wicked ways and repent and uh, who are willing to obey you. And uh, so, Lord, I pray that you will continue to bless as you see fit those who are fit for your blessings through the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ and your grace. And Holy Father God, <coughs> we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, thank you for those blessings and thank you for salvation and spiritual family and life, financial and material, protection and provision, mental and physical blessings that you have bestowed upon us down through the years. And Holy Father God, for those of us who are truly born again by your grace, we individually confess our sins, our failures and our faults unto you. For Jesus Christ's sake, please forgive us of our sins and make us, Lord, to be whiter than snow. Wash and cleanse us through the blood of Christ and make us to be whiter than snow on the inside. Create within all of us a heart like thine, a pure heart, and uh, a right spirit. Crush and crucify our wicked, evil, and ungodly flesh within us, the old man within us. And fill us, Lord, with the fullness and the power, the unction and the anointing, the fruit and the liberty of your Holy Spirit. Deliver us today from temptation, evil, and sin. Grant us your grace and the power of your Holy Spirit to love right, to live right, to think right, to do right, and to act right, and to do that which is pleasing in your sight. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. And Lord, we uh, pray, Lord, today that you'll help us all who are saved to humble ourselves and to pray.
and to seek your face, and to turn from our wicked ways, and to repent of our sins, and to get back right with you. And, uh, Lord Jesus, to get back to our first love. And Holy Father God, I do pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for my wife, Marika White, and all other people who are religious but lost in our family, on both sides and outside of our family, in churches around the world. Lord, have your Holy Ghost to not give them rest until they come to know you as Savior. Lord, I pray for the salvation of my wife, Marika White, that she would cease trying to sabotage the ministry as she's tried to do for 34 years and even tried to do this morning. I do pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ also that you would cast out the devil and the demons of hell and the satanic demonic spirit of Judas, Jezebel, Sanballat, and Tobias out of her life and out of the lives of people in our family, in our ministry, and out of the lives of people in churches uh, and families around the globe. Uh, for there is, unfortunately, a devil loose, uh, as he was loose when you were here as well, and you had to cast him out, and we pray that you'll cast out these demonic spirits uh, of Judas and Jezebel and Sanballat and Tobias and uh, these people, uh, these demons are designed, uh, these, these demons are uh, uh, determined to try to hinder your gospel from going forward and uh, to hinder your work. And so, Lord, I pray that you would place upon us your protection, place upon us, Lord, uh, the whole arm of God for those of us all who are sa serving you, who are saved and serving you around the world, even in the Ukraine. And, Lord, uh, help your people to be found faithful when you come. And Lord, we pray uh, that you would surround us with the band of your holy angels, Lord, during this service and throughout this day, throughout this weekend, as the devil is afoot trying to hinder your work. And uh, Lord, I pray that you will uh, cover us and cleanse us through the blood of Christ and make us to be whiter than snow. So, Lord, please rebuke and bind the devil, his demons, and his hosts. Lord, from my wife and from our family and from the ministry and from all people uh, who are serving you and who are not serving you uh, in a real sense in the church so that your holy word, your holy gospel can go forward unhindered. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you would give us sweet victory over the world, the flesh, and the devil, and the demons of hell. And Lord, I also pray today for the salvation of the lost, for the revival of the saved, for the healing of the sick, for the comfort of the grieving. All around the world, across these United States, in our local communities, in our churches, in our families and in our lives. And Lord God in heaven, for all Christians who are facing persecution and uh, tribulations and problems, Lord, lift all of our burdens, cares, worries, and anxieties. 
Fill us with your peace that pass of all understanding and your joy unspeakable and your holy serenity and tranquility of mind and heart. And Lord, I pray that you would help us to make sure that we confess our sins and repent and uh, be faithfully obedient to you. And then, Lord, we pray that by your grace and your might and power, please deliver us from all of our enemies, be they in the family or outside of the family. And, Lord, that you would deliver us from all of our distresses and afflictions, tribulations and troubles and trials and temptations and tests and tensions as you have done. We also pray, Lord, that you deliver us from all spiritual, mental, physical, emotional, family, uh, financial, uh, student loan debt, uh, student progress problems, Lord, for all of my children and all of the children of these United States. And at the same time, Lord, I thank you for allowing us to be born in a country that would even do something like that and allow us to receive uh, uh, money uh, to get an education when we're not able to pay for it. So thank you for those blessings, but considering the coronavirus plague, Lord, I pray that you'll move upon the heart of the president to uh, wipe it all away and not do this again for anybody, uh, uh, lest we uh, continue to get into uh, situations uh, like we're in today. And, uh, and, and to make college free for as many people as possible. And uh, Lord, let you, uh, and so that, uh, so that the government can pay the teachers and professors from the top side instead of from under, underneath. And so, uh, Holy Father God, we pray, putting, people, pe putting young people in debt for uh, decades, uh, and so, Lord, we pray that you would also uh, help all of my children to continue to make progress under the duress and pressure that they're under. Thank you, Lord, that four have graduated from college. Uh, a fifth one is getting ready to graduate, and uh, we pray for the other two to finish here shortly as well. And we pray this for all young people. So many are as it is being reported, defeated, disgusted, and depressed. And so, Holy Father God, we pray also that you would continue to, we pray that you would protect, rather, all people from a housing crisis, a food crisis, a medical crisis, and a utilities crisis. For, Lord, we are, so many people today are in a precarious situation. And Holy Father God, we also pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you will lay upon my heart the message you will have me to preach later on tonight if you would allow me to live and if you tarry your coming. And we pray, Lord, today that you'll bless and protect my family and all other families that name the name of Christ and all other people from ourselves, our flesh, and the devil and from the demons of hell, and from evil people in the family, evil people in the church, evil people in the world. And uh, Lord, we pray that you would place upon us the whole armor of God. Surround us with the band of your holy angels and a wall of your holy fire. Cover us and cleanse us through the blood of Christ, and make us to be whiter than snow on the inside. Holy Father God in heaven, receive all glory, praise, and honor 
to your name from our feeble efforts, for none of us are even worthy to even try to give you praise. And Lord, lift up your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, as always, so that people can see him and come to know you as Savior and uh, come to know him as Savior and believe in him to get saved. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, family, friends, and foes, and to the standing between the living and the dead service family members, we are approaching 800 of these services starting near the beginning of the coronavirus plague which as I said earlier is still among us so be very prayerful and be very careful you do not want to die that way I'm just telling you you know you don't want to do that Proverbs chapter 10 verses 1 through 10 Dear friends, I have the high honor and the uh, uh, distinct privilege and the great pleasure of reading the Holy Word of God, the Holy Bible. That little thing that I say there and I have been saying for a long time. Uh, is something that I really truly believe and I don't have that written down anywhere but I can tell that I'm getting older and uh, I'm, I'm getting a little bit slower on some things so I may have my directors and my producers to write that down I find myself struggling a little, a little bit uh, with that but anyway the Proverbs of Solomon, a wise son maketh a glad father, but a foolish son is the heaviness of his mother. Treasures of wickedness profit nothing, but righteousness delivereth from death. The Lord will not suffer the soul of the righteous to famish, but he casteth away the substance of the wicked. He becometh poor that dealeth with a slack hand, but the hand of the diligent maketh rich. He that gathereth in summer is a wise son, but he that sleepeth in harvest is a son that causeth shame. Blessings are upon the head of the just, but violence covereth the mouth of the wicked. The memory of the just is blessed, but the name of the wicked shall rot. The wise in heart will receive commandments, but a prating fool shall fall. He that walketh Uprightly walketh surely, but he that perverteth his ways
but he that perverteth his ways. shall be known. He that winketh with the eye causeth sorrow, but a prating fool shall fall. Shall we pray? Holy Father God in heaven, I praise you and I thank you for your powerful and mighty word. I thank you, Lord, also that I have read these words with my family, my, all of my children, my wife and all of my children for over 34 years behind the scenes, never thinking to do what I'm doing today. In fact, what I'm doing today is your idea, not mine, because I would have never thought of this and I would have never done this. <clears throat> And so, Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you for precious memories as well uh, of doing this every day. Lord, I, only you know how many times we have read through the book of Proverbs as a family and how you led me to show them how fast life goes by. For Lord, what seemed like days, uh, just a few days, we were finished reading a chapter a day of the book of Proverbs. And I used that uh, 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 experience and told them repeatedly that I want you to see how fast go uh, life goes by. Whatever you're going to do, go ahead and do it with all of your might now <clears throat> because the days go flying by. And Holy Father God, help the young parents to realize today that the days that they think are long and uh, difficult with their children will go flying by. And help them to spend as much time with their children as they possibly can <coughs> and not to put their children with other people in daycare centers, in preschools, and uh, sleepovers, and public school, but to spend all of that time with their children, uh, and as you led me to do. And, uh, and so, Lord, I thank you for the joy and the peace that you have put in my heart for doing that, knowing that I left everything on the field, and... Uh, gave them everything you gave me and uh, right out of the chute they're doing quite well and have been a tremendous blessing to me since they have been gone and still are to this day uh, Lord I this quite frankly I wouldn't even be up here now without them so I give you the glory praise and honor help other people to realize that 18 years, 20 years, and uh, some of my children stayed with me for 27 years before they left and uh, helped in the ministry, and they still do so. Uh, but that time has flown by. Uh, my wife feels guilty for not being the woman, wife, and mother she should have been. Uh, and I thank you for leading me to warn her and you warn her yourself she told me she, she told me that you warn her and that you have spoken to her heart 
and I pray that she will take heed to it and lay aside her pride and come to know your Savior and so that she can live the Christian life much more easily and, uh, and be more fruitful. And I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you will uh, indeed help people to take heed to your word. Uh, help them to read the book of Proverbs with their family and to see how fast life goes by. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, family, friends, and foes, and even foes in the family. And to my, and to the standing between the living and the dead, because that's what we're all doing. Prayer, devotional, memorial, family, evangelistic service, family members, my beloved. This is Daniel White, the third president of Gospel Light, <coughs> pardon me, Society International, with the White House family devotional reading of Charles Haddon Spurgeon's classic devotional book, Morning and Evening. This is the podcast, and this is episode number 590 approaching 600 by the grace of God Dr. Charles Haddon Spurgeon known by thousands and millions of pastors and Christians as the Prince of Preachers a man I believe uh, has a double anointing or what I call sometimes the mother load of anointing on him. Still to this day, he being dead yet speaketh. What a privilege it is for God to use you in your life and then use you even after you're dead. Now that's something special. That's something special. Because Nearly, nearly everything that Charles Haddon Spurgeon has written is apropos to this day, like he's still here. Very rich and very deep. And I would encourage uh, uh, all preachers to abandon reading books by your peers, people who are still living today and go back into Christian history and read what, what the other men of God like Charles Spurgeon uh, did back in their day. I think you'll come out a whole lot better 
You don't need to read Andy Stanley or anybody else like that. These people are heretics. And you don't need to be bothered with such foolishness. Stop following people on their blogs. No, Spurgeon may not have his own blog. Now, there are some people who are blogging for Spurgeon, and that's a good idea. Uh, he'll keep you right down the line and uh, on the Word of God. Now, we may disagree on some things, and that's understandable, but uh, you'll be better off reading the old saints. Don't, don't be reading these new saints, these, these people who are your peers. Still living today, I wouldn't do it. It's a bunch of fluff. Has nothing. Some, a lot of some of these books have nothing to do with the Word of God. No. Now, Dr. Creflo Dollar says something that no preacher or no author has ever said in 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 the modern church history, recently. And it's a good thing that he did that. That's to me. A sign of God working in his heart, his mind, his soul, and his spirit. I mean, that's deep humility. Deep. I mean, that's deep humility. <clears throat> you can dance and prance like Muhammad Ali against Liston, but you—if the man is humbling himself, you don't—you don't hit him again. This is not MMA. Okay, we're Christian people. This man has humbled himself very deeply before God. He's not going to gain anything out of that. Okay? So, let him be. Leave him to God. And let God do with him what he wants. He is God's servant. And let him do what he's going to do. What I have said, though, in the past, and I just said it again that you probably don't need to read modern preachers anyway uh, because they have messed up the church look at me real good don't bow your head yet and they know it and some of them need to do with Creflo Dollar I'm talking about solid evangelicals hello regarding marriage in the family huh all of those books that these people have created, they took Ephesians chapter 5 and chapter 6 and, and built a book of 500 pages, 400 pages, 300 pages, saying a bunch of goobly-goop with their little uh, tools, huh? the little tool kits and all that mess. You don't need, I, I will say, I can say this. You don't need to read anybody's book on the family with the exception of maybe vertical marriage, ever. You and, and if you're going to do that, start back with Dr. John R. Rice and his books on the family. How can I fix my family? How can we fight for? There's no fighting at all in the Christian marriage. What in the world? What in the heck are you talking about? There's no fighting at all in the Christian family if you do it the Bible way. 
Now, there will be some correction. I have had to rebuke my wife and correct her because I found, uh, I, I, since early on in the marriage, this woman is not saved. She says she was saved at age 16. She just joined the church. That's all she did. And she thought that was salvation. And I'm not shocked because I was raised in the church too. And I thought, uh, I would have been shocked if I died before December the 19th, 1979. And, I, and, and, and if I went to hell, I would be telling the devil and telling uh, the archangel and everybody else. I said, look here, I've been in church all my life. And you know what they would have told me? That does not matter. Church does not matter. Serving in the church does not matter. Being a preacher in the church, being a son of a preacher, being a son of a mother preacher, that does not matter. You must be born again. I thank God he spared my life to, to get saved because I was, I was a lost heathen. And talking about driving the bus to hell and you're going to party in hell and uh, uh, telling people that and cursing and swearing and people telling them, I'm never going to be a preacher like my dad. Never, never. I cursed and swore I would never do that. I told my girlfriend that. I told my, my, my friends that. And why, why did I have to say that? Because my dad was a very popular preacher in town. He was one of the first black preachers in America to have his own television show. Every Sunday morning. He said, did you watch it? No, I didn't care nothing about it. I didn't care anything about him being a preacher. In fact, I wanted to change my name to Carnell. Thank God I didn't. How would I look to be up here preaching? Call my name is my name, Carnell. Carnell. Because right. I bore his name. I didn't want to bear his name. He was too popular, and every time I went somewhere, people, oh, you Daniel White, you Pastor Daniel White, son, you Reverend Daniel White, son, oh, okay. I got sick of that. I was sick of the church. My mother doggedly made us go to church. I thank God she did now. And she went with us. They, 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 she didn't send us, she didn't just send us to church like some mothers did. Uh, you know who you are. Why are you laying up? With Bo Peep. Y'all going on to Sunday school now. You lying devil. Uh, don't get mad at me. You know it's true. Sending your child to church and you in the bed with Bo Peep. Trying to sneak him in the back door while they going to Sunday school. The devil is a lie. <laughs> okay. So let me move on now. Um. Uh, and so I'm not mad at anybody. I'm not picking on anybody. Uh, uh, the only thing holding up my wife from, from getting saved is pride. Pride. I experienced the same thing. I was a grown man when I got saved. I was shocked that I was lost. And I was shocked at how easy it was to get saved. I had gotten baptized at the age of 12. Been on the morning's bench. Spoken some unknown tongue, which was mine was from the devil, because I know I knew what I was not saying, and I shouted one time, shouted backwards. They should have known something. The man is already backsliding. They should have known something as soon as I got it from the morning bench. I just wanted them old ladies out of my ear, spitting in my ear, to say Jesus, say Jesus, say Jesus. Have you? How many of y'all been on the morning bench? I don't. Everyone, you don't have to say Jesus a million times to get saved. See, they, they, they thought calling on the Lord was doing that. 
That's that's what Jesus told us not to do. Jesus is offended by you calling on his name like that over and over again. But my mother did the best she could to try to get her children saved. But she was in error. She was wrong. My dad finally got saved through listening to Billy Graham. He, 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 evidently, he had a problem with all of that. But thank God, my mother tried. She didn't know any better. She was doing what she had heard and taught was taught. Glory be to God, she tried to do her best on that. She wanted us to get saved. And, and for me, I was such a bad, rebellious teenager. Uh, full of hell and the devil. She 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 told me now you need to straighten up. Or I'm going to put you into in, in reformatory school. I said what? What is? I didn't want to go to wherever it was. I didn't want to go there. Reformatory school. That's what she told me. Do they still have reformatory schools? I don't know. I've never been to one. <laughs> Thank God I didn't go. Thank God she didn't put me in there. So she made me go to church. And sing in the choir. That was going to be my own reformatory school. And that was a curse to me. To sing in the choir. I didn't even want to be around these people. Much less sing in the choir. And got to go to choir rehearsal. And the old women looking at you. And say, oh, okay, alright, okay. And praise the Lord. Like I was the biggest devil in town. And I was. My mother told me, you either sing in the choir or you won't play football. I said, show me where the choir box is, please. <laughs> and she said, like, my mother, when she was convinced of something, buddy, it was she would drop it like a hot mic, and that's it, and walk away. Okay? That was it. it was, there was no rebuttal, because she was already gone. And that, and sad to say, that's what some, I mean, that's what children need today along with knowing Jesus first. Okay? And so, Luke chapter 24 in this devotional, verse 38. <clears throat> And he said unto them, Why are ye troubled? And why do thoughts arise in your hearts? Why sayest thou, O Jacob, and speakest, O Israel, My way is hid from the Lord, and my judgment is passed over from my God? The Lord cares for all things, and the meanest creatures share in his universal providence. But his particular providence, which, by the way, I have, I've, I've already talked about today, and I didn't know I was going to deal with this. His particular providence is over his saints. Make no mistake about it. And may I add to what Spurgeon is saying, his particular chastisement and rebuke is on his saints. 
Now there may be some collateral uh, damage on the right folks who uh, are not following God as they should. Um, uh, uh, however that works. God judges other people too. Uh, because some people know better and they may not be saved. But primarily, this is why I focus on God's people when it comes down to this chastisement, the rebu this rebuke, the millions of people dying. I said millions have died from the coronavirus plague, the monkey. I'm focusing on God's people. Because that's what God led me to do. Because this is not going to stop unless we humble ourselves, pray, and seek God's face and turn from our wicked ways. Now, you better believe that. This is not going to stop. Because see, as the old folks used to tell you, you don't want to get God started. Because see, once he gets started, now, it's not going to wind down quickly. You understand me, people? You understand what I'm saying to you? Everybody who has been saying, who has been chastised by God, first of all, we thank God for the chastisement, because we wouldn't be where we are without it. Amen. Secondly, we uh, want to tell you, those of you who are under chastisement and who will become, uh, who will get chastised personally and, and get chastised as a group, as we are right now, once God, once you provoke God to get started, it's going to be a while. Hear me well. It's going to be a while. Because see, he's not in the same time frame as we are. Okay. So, five years of chastisement and rebuke, that's nothing to God. It's like five minutes. It's like five minutes to you is five years. And you can't stand it. And you get caught up into the American spirit of, we're going to go on anyhow. <laughs> ah, and, and, and we're going we're gonna to march on anyhow. We're Americans. We can, we can beat it. Okay, go ahead. Mm -hmm. I hear you. But God knows how to shut you down. My beloved. And he'll keep coming at you. You ride, You want to rise up on him like that? He's going to rise up. Because he's got something for you. You hear me? Stop thinking you can beat God. You cannot beat God. Never, 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 never. Get that out of your mind. Allow me to disabuse you of that foolishness. And of that stupid, stupid thought. <laughs> I'd get so tickled at people trying to beat God. It's ridiculous. And, then, and listen to me like I told you the other day. I got people in my family. I don't tell them anything. And I know everything they're doing and trying to do. You know why I don't tell them anything? I don't tell them anything because they won't listen. You got people in your family, in the church, and in Christendom who will not listen. That's throughout the Bible as well. God talked about it in the Old Testament. Jesus came and talked about it in the New Testament. How that the people are stiff-necked. Their ears are dull of hearing. Okay? 
but but that does not mean I'm not going to preach. I'm going to preach the truth to my family and to others. But you have some people in your family, you just need to let, let, let God deal with them. Feed them out of a long handle spoon. Don't, don't try, don't tell them anything. Let them, let them go and do all the dirt they want to do. Okay? And they're going to end up with God dealing with them. There are people that you know, that, and the Bible tells you, don't even say anything to them. They're, 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 they're acting like fools. They know better, but they're doing it anyway because they're being coerced and, and influenced by devilish people in the church, in the family, outside of the church, outside of the family. They know better, and they're going to suffer the consequences for it. You don't say anything. Let it be, let it be. Let it be, oh, let it be. Whisper words of wisdom. Let it be. That's the Beatles for you. I can't sing it like Lennon. But you get the message. There's some things you need to let be. You pray for them. You love them. You, you, you do warn them up to a point. And then after a while, by and by, you got to let God take over. And he will do so. In his good time. But you don't want to get God started on you. Touch not mine anointed and do my prophets no harm. But they don't want to hear that. They're loaded for bear. The bear from hell. Auntie bear. Grandmama bear. And uh. Uh, homosexual bear, lesbian bear, friend bear, now let me, may I say something about uh, the lesbian Griner, Brittany Griner, now I have watched Brittany Griner's career because she graduated from, she played rather basketball at Baylor, a Christian university, supposed to be a Christian university. <clears throat> and they knew of her homosexuality, her lesbianism. They kept her anyway because uh, most Christians today care more about money than about righteousness, prestige, winning titles than about godliness. Baylor is one of those universities. But they're trying to they're trying to get right with God. I hope they will. But I've seen her rise and she has done evil. She, he's, some people doubt whether or not she's a she. I don't know. Okay. What's going on there? But they, there's, some, there's something going on there. All I know is that I was in a barber shop in Waco. I used to get my hair cut down in Waco sometimes. And uh, 
the barber told me that uh, she or he had more girlfriends than most men. And some are saying that she is a boy. And that's what they told me. I don't know. The Baylor coach knows and her coaches know and people in her um, on her team, they all know all of that. You know. All I know is she has done evil since she has been at Baylor with this lesbianism foolishness. If she's a girl, she ought to be married to a man, not to a woman. Period. And that's not pleasing in God's sight. And uh, the predicament is, is, is just uh, very, very uh, telling that she's in this predicament. And the, the Russian people are not the kind of people to be uh, dealing with when you are that way. When you're calling another woman your wife. Okay, now if she's a woman, she ought to be married to a man or single. And uh, God is not pleased with this ugliness. And there's no telling how this will turn out. She may be up there for a while. So, uh, uh, pray for her salvation. One thing I do know is she has a soul. Uh, and you need to pray for her salvation. For her soul to be saved and... and Ask God to help her to repent of this foolishness that is helping to damn the souls of thousands and millions of young people today and not only damn their souls to hell, cause them to live a painful, hellacious life. Anyway, Dr. Spurgeon goes on to say, The angel of the Lord encampeth round about them that fear him. Do you fear the Lord? See, if you truly fear the Lord, you're going to confess your sins and you're going to re repent and you're going to make things right as best you can by the grace of God. Precious shall their blood be in his sight. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. Isn't that wonderful to know that when you die as a child of God, it will be precious in God's sight. It may not be precious in your family member's sight. They may be glad to see you go. It may not be precious in the world. And in fact, it's not going to be precious in the world site. Have you noticed that when people die, they may say something about you one or two days, but you're forgotten very quickly. James Kahn just died. We all love the gift that James Kahn brought to the table. But there's another man who died who, his, who was his friend and played in movies with him just a few weeks ago down in, uh, uh, in the islands, the Caribbean. We have forgotten his name already. In fact, I, I can't even name his name. That's just how, how we are. 
so the world can care less. Most of your family can care less. They'd be glad to see you go, especially if they, they're getting some money from you. But God will remember you. And, 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 and that ought to be a lesson to you. Stop depending on people to care for you and to love you and depend upon God and Jesus. That's where the pure love comes from. We know that all things work together for good to them that love God. That's a fact. To them that are they called according to his purpose, his will being done. Let the fact that while he is the savior of all men, he is specially the savior of them that believe in him. Glory be to God. Go ahead, Spurgeon. Cheer and comfort you. You are his peculiar care, his regal treasure, which he guards as the apple of his eye, God's people. His vineyard over which he watches day and night, God's vineyard. It's wonderful to be in God's vineyard. The very hairs of your head are all numbered. Let the thought of his special love to you be a spiritual painkiller. Go ahead, Spurgeon. I tell you what, you just be using some words. A dear quietus to your woe. Go ahead, Dr. Spurgeon. I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. God says that as much to you as to any saint of old, fear not, I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward. Don't you ever forget it. And I'm adding that. We lose much consolation by the habit of reading his promises for the whole church. Instead of taking them directly home to ourselves, go ahead, the Prince of Preachers. Believer, grasp the divine word with a personal appropriating faith. Think that you hear Jesus say, I have prayed for thee that thy faith fail not. Think you see him walking on the waters of thy trouble, for he is there, and he is saying, Fear not, it is I. Be not afraid, O those sweet words of Jesus Christ. May the Holy Ghost make you feel them as spoken directly to you. Forget others for a while, if you don't mind, and if you will. And I'm adding that part. Accept the voice of Jesus as addressed to you and say, Jesus whispers consolation. Oh, ye disconsolate. I might, we want, we want to sing that song, or at least hear that song from the Sensational Nightingales. Probably the best funeral song ever done. I cannot refuse it. I will sit under his shadow with great delight. Shall we pray, my beloved? Holy Father God, we pray in the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you so much for this magnificent and powerful holy word and devotional from your servant, Charles Haddon Spurgeon. He being dead, yet liveth and we give you all of the glory praise and honor as he would have us to 
as well. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake. Amen. Folks, you need to go back to the old time ways. You need to go back to the old time songs. Go back to the old time preachers. We don't we don't need what's going on today. And God is shutting it down. Little by little. Little by little. If you cannot see God shutting down the foolishness in the church, uh, you're blind. You're blind. And so we go to the family segment. We go to the family verses. Ephesians chapter 6 verses 10 through 20 verse 10 reads, Finally, my brethren, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. This reminds you that you don't have any strength. You can't do marriage and family the way God wants you to do it without his strength and his might. That's what's wrong with your marriage. You're trying to do it in your little puny strength. You're reading books by sweet evangelical preachers in their little puny strength, which in many cases is less than yours. And all they're going to put in there is what their wives tell them to put in there on how to have a happy marriage, which is uh, Jezebelian and foolishness that is not going to work. It's all about how the husband must compromise his position, must compromise God's word uh, to appease uh, the wife, which she is unappeasable. Is that a word? Is now? Is a word now? No. Listen to me. Most women today cannot be appeased. They are manipulating their husbands uh, with this unappeasable behavior, and poor little husbands are sad and angry and bitter and mad because they cannot uh, appease her. She always wants more. Why? Because you, sir, disrespect God. And you, sir, uh, uh, hearken to the voice of your Jezebel wife and not Almighty God. You don't understand that if you put God first, God is the one who will keep your marriage together and make it successful, even though it may be uh, not wonderful and dandy and perfect uh, because if she's not a good virtuous woman it's not going to be wonderful dandy and perfect anyhow you may have a devil on your hands and not a godly virtuous woman and wife and then if you're not a faithful man to God it's going that's double trouble for you it just so happens though that you're in charge. God has put you in charge whether you want to be or not. And what you have done, you have bought the sweet little evangelicals book and tried to apply their little keys and their little tips uh, and tidbits and all of that to your marriage and it's totally based upon their marriage which you're not married to his wife 
you married to your wife, and that what they're you reading may not work. You need to start reading these books on the family, particularly by modern preachers, and read the Bible. And go back in history and read, if you want to read more, read people like Dr. John R. Rice. Okay, but all you need to read is Ephesians chapter 5 and chapter 6 and 1 Peter chapter 3 and a few other verses in the, in the Old Testament and the, and the New Testament. Just read the Bible through. And God will teach you how to be a successful marriage and family. If you're willing to do it. See. The only re- one of the main reasons why my wife and I are still together 34 years. Is not because we struck the original match. Is not because we are romantically in love. It is not because we have th- a whole lot of things in common. It's because I made up my mind after seeing my dad uh, abused, really, by my mother, disrespected, rather, by my mother, no submission. We never even heard of any. These verses were never read in our family or in our churches because most men back then and most men today are pussy whipped. Their vagina whipped. I know you may not like that, but I'm, I'm making it clear to you. You know, you, you people don't understand the sweet little evangelical words. They have never helped you. So I might as well use some other words to help get the message across. And they hate me for that. And my sweet evangelical uh, mafia members who want to kill me, they hate my guts for saying things like that. But you know what? You understand what I'm saying, though, don't you? And most of you women out there, you're married to men who are vagina whipped and they're controlled. They're controlled by what's in between your legs because they have to have it. They have to have it. You can go a while by choice, but you need it too. And you learn how to control him by withholding from him and manipulating him. Uh, and all of that foolishness. Don't tell me you have not done it. I've seen it done by my own mother. I've seen it done by other women as well. And that's what. And that's why the church is so weak and anemic. That's why the church is in the mess it is in today. Because the family is in a mess. And most pastors' wives rule and reign over your pastor. And some of you people in the church, you know it. He can't do anything without her permission. He can't give you five dollars. He can't, you know, let me tell you something. I don't know Dr. Tony Evans. He does not know me. I've never asked him for anything. I've never asked him for a dime. God touched his heart to help our ministry and our family to this day with multiplied thousands of dollars that God has blessed him with. And he led his wife to go ahead and sign the checks. She didn't say she didn't she she didn't have that kind of control over him because he is a true man of God. Now that's that's God, people. And 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 she probably said him as hard as he is on this and that. I don't know how this is going to turn out, Tony. He says he's going to write a check, and I believe it's turned out great by the grace of God for both him and I. And I don't speak for him. He does not speak for me. 
So don't be trying to tell uh, him what I'm saying and so forth. I got to say what I need to say under God. He's got to say what he needs to say under God. He moves in circles. I don't move in. And I move in circles. He does not move in. So, you know, and you say, well, don't you want to meet him? Don't you don't y'all want to get together? Nope. We don't. Neither one of us want to do that because we're going to mess up what God is doing. This is all of God. I have nothing to do with it. He has nothing to do with it. But being faithful to God and being obedient to God. That's just a God thing. We don't want to meet. We don't want to go eat at the steakhouse. We don't want to do anything, anything like that. Because it, I, I, we both believe we would mess up uh, what God has done. Same thing with uh, uh, Dr. McKissick. And, 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 we, and these are pastors with pastor's hearts. I'm not a pastor. I don't have... And they have to say what they need to say and do what they need to do. I got to do what God has called me to do. But that's what's going on in the family. That's been going on for years. And that's why we're in the mess we're in today in the church. Therefore, in the world. See, it's all about what God's people are doing. And if we're not obedient, everything else is going to be jacked up. All the way out. All the way out to Russia and Ukraine. And Putin laughing at the West. Saying he's going to invade uh, Europe. Basically saying today that, that you can't stop me. Huh? Boats out in the ocean for months can't deliver their goods. The situation is so bad when people try to return something to Target or Walmart or to Amazon. You know what they're doing now, my beloved? Because they, their warehouses are so backed up and are so stocked up, they will pay you the money that you pay for the, the device that you're trying to return and then they'll tell you keep the device because we just don't have any room for it. They will, they will give you the money back, give you a new one, and then tell you to keep the old one. If I'm lying, I'm flying. That's why we're in the mess. With, that's, that, that's what has been caused by us, the people of God. It's all jacked up and messed up. Now it's getting worse. In America, the great resignation going on, I never thought in a million years that folk in, folk in America would say, you know what, I don't, I don't want this job, I quit. My girl, Saturday morning, I love her, she's a sweetheart, Saturday morning, I've been watching her for years on CNN, early in the morning. And I believe she's a Christian. That's why I like her. In a lost world, she said, "You know what? I'm going to join the the divine. I'm going to join the uh, national resignation. I'm quitting." My husband and I. We said, she said to her husband, "What are we doing? All this working and everything for what? They're going to move to another city and start all over. And they and they, she's going to stay home." I never thought I would see this in America. 
millions of people a month quit their jobs and many have started businesses and some have just quit altogether working and moved someplace else where they, they have uh, cheap living. Why has all of this happened? Because of the wickedness, the evil, and the sin in the church of God. We have failed God, we have failed Jesus Christ, and we have failed the world, we have failed America. We have failed the public school system. And we are suffering for the evil that we have done. We're suffering uh, because we have disobeyed the Great Commandment and the Great Commission. Verse 11, put on the whole arm of God that ye may be able, able, to stand against the wiles of the devil. And this is the key verse to me, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. And against the rulers of against the rulers, the devilish rulers. of the darkness of this world against spiritual wickedness in high places. I want to make sure you get that verse because if you don't you're going to think your family members are the devil instead of being used by the devil. The devil is behind it. See, the reason why I have never gotten angry with my wife when she's tried to hinder the ministry is because I know the devil is behind it. The devil is the one uh, leading her to do that and using her to do that. Don't, don't get mad and angry at flesh and blood. Understand that the devil is behind it. Because, see, he wants to hinder the ministry. And the reason why you don't like that statement, the reason why you don't like that teaching, is because you don't believe in, you, you hardly believe in God, much less the devil, see. And you, in your flesh, you want to make it a flesh and blood situation. You want to make it that because you are argumentative. You have picked up a demonic spirit of arguing and wanting to fuss and fight. And you want it to be, know that. You, 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 want, you want it to be between you and the other person. When there's another party involved, a whole bunch of parties, the devil and his demons. <coughs> See, right here. Go ahead and put that right there. No, 
the mouse right here. And just use the navigation of browse. And so, ladies and gentlemen, remember that you do not wrestle against flesh and blood. Stop making it about flesh and blood. Now, you may have to rebuke flesh and blood. You may have to deal with flesh and blood to let them know that they need to stop allowing the devil to use them in hindering your in uh, hindering the uh, work of the gospel or whatever purpose God has given to you. And so, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I'm going over time today. So with that, let's pray for other families. Red, yellow, black, and white because we're all precious in God's sight. And let's pray for families that don't know Christ as Savior. Let's pray for families that do. And let's pray for others. Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ today. And I pray for the salvation of families that don't know your Savior. I pray, Lord, for Christians, for people who name the name of Christ, who do know your Savior. Help those to, who are not saved to get saved. Help those who are saved to be revived <coughs> by your Spirit. And lead them all to your holy verses in the Bible regarding family. Help them to understand they don't need to buy somebody's book. For they have the book of books and help them to submit to it and to obey it the husband and the wife and the children and holy father god we pray in the name of the lord jesus christ <coughs> that you would also do what i have prayed lord throughout our marriage that you would cast out the devil in our family cast out the devil and the demons of hell and the satanic demonic spirit of Judas, Jezebel, Sanballat, and Tobias. Lord, out of their lives, rebuke and bind the devil and his demons and his hosts from every family that's striving to love you back and fear you and obey you. And Holy Father God, we pray for the salvation of those who are lost, the revival of those who are saved, the healing of those who are sick and the comfort of those who are grieving and mourning across uh, this country and around the globe and Holy Father God we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for all people who name the name of Christ as I have mentioned in this service today forgive us Lord of our sins of failing you by disobeying your great commandment and your great commission. <clears throat> and help us, Lord, to repent of our sins and to turn from our wicked ways. And to turn from our wicked ways. 
and uh, Lord to repent of our sins and get back to you our first love. Forgive us of our sins of disobedience to your great commandment and to your great commission and help us all who name the name of Christ to truly repent. Not just to say it, but to do it by your grace, by the power of your Holy Spirit. And Holy Father God, we pray for all uh, people who are involved in the ministry of government, from the president on down to the police officer in every country around the world, and we pray for the peace of Jerusalem. We pray for the salvation of these people, the revival of these people who are saved. And we pray that you would cast the devil out and rebuke the devil from people who have that problem in uh, the ministry of government around the world. And Holy Father God, we pray that you would give Great Britain the right Prime Minister going forward. Help all politicians and all government ministers to understand why this man has fallen so hard with so much talent. He thought he could do it and do the job because of his brains and his talent without having character and integrity and it never works out. So Holy Father God we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ uh, for all Christians who are being persecuted in this country, in Nigeria, in Kenya, in the Philippines, in China, and around the world. Protect, Lord, your people. Surround us all with your protection, a band of your holy angels and a wall of your holy fire. And, Lord, we pray that you would grant us your grace in our trying times and in our dying times to go through with it for your glory, praise, and honor. And, Lord, help us to make sure that we are not persecuted for evil that we have done, but for good. And, Holy Father God, we pray, Lord, today again for the millions who are grieving and hurting to this day. Some who are still hurting from nearly three years ago due to the coronavirus plague. Uh, Lord, we pray that you will comfort them and draw them to yourself. And we pray for the millions, but we also pray for the few. We pray for the family and friends of Florida resident June. And we pray, Lord, for all of the people. Uh, Margaret Stubbs Houston. We pray, Lord, for the family and friends of India resident El Trizul. We pray, Lord, for the family and friends of uh, Kentucky resident uh, Shannon Marie Carpenter and Lord we pray for the family and friends of Georgia resident Ashley uh, Garrett Page we commit all of these souls into your hands let your will be done in their lives and in ours as well <coughs> And Holy Father God, we pray for all of the uh, people who have sent in prayer requests, uh, Lord, from around the world. And Lord, we pray for uh, the thousands that 
we have prayed for down through the years by name and for their specific needs. Thank you, Lord, for giving us the grace and the strength and the power of your Holy Spirit to do that great work. And uh, we thank you for your holy word that says, Ask and ye shall receive, seek and ye shall find, knock and it shall be opened unto you. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the salvation and spiritual family and life, financial and material, protection and provision, mental and physical blessings upon all of those people and the new people as well. As we pray for Anita, please save and comfort uh, Dr. Zelenko's family and friends uh, after his death. Please heal Anita's tooth, nerves, tonsils, ears, and legs, which are numb and weak, and heal others who are suffering from these things as well. We pray, Lord, for Pastor Bushibi, and we join him in thanking you for the new church founded in Bondini. Thank you for the successful leadership meeting in Bungoma. Thank you uh, for the soul saved at Sister Balia's uh, funeral. Please heal Timothy of the sicknesses that he has completely and provide for his family. Please heal Melanie's eyes completely, provide her with the contact lenses she needs. And please bless the women's seminar. Please comfort the family of Sister Tabitha after her death. And Lord, we pray for Linda. Please give Linda good sleep and energy uh, to exercise and to lose weight. Help us all, Lord, who have the weight problem to do the same. And Lord, we pray for all of the people who have gotten saved through the preaching of the gospel through this ministry and we pray for over three million Lord to go to heaven because of the daily preaching of the gospel from this ministry. We pray for Priscilla, Michael, Ariel, uh, Celie, Chams, and uh, thousands of others. We also pray for the people who have rededicated their lives to you through the preaching of the whole council of God. You caused them to come under conviction to understand that they're already saved but they need to go back to you. Lord, we have nothing to do with it. You have done that all by yourself. But we just thank you for doing so. We pray for the Yargo, Raziel, Alex, Gessner, and Kathusha, uh, Kathayuska, and Mariah. We commit all of these souls into your hands. Let your will be done in their lives and in ours. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake. Amen. <coughs> now ladies and gentlemen, if you're with us today and you may be in the church but not truly saved. You may be out of the church, irreligious, and never, shown, never had any interest in going to church and not saved from hell. You need to hear the most important words ever uttered in the history of the world to mankind. They were stated by Jesus Christ himself when he said, For God so loved the world 
that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Three things I want you to see here. Number one, God loves you. Your mother may not love you, your father may not love you, but God loves you. Friends may forsake you, family members may forsake you, but God loves you. For God so loved the world. So this gospel emanates from uh, the heart of God Almighty and his love for us wretched, wicked, evil, ungodly sinners. For God so loved the world, that means red, yellow, black, and white, we're all precious in God's sight. White folks may not like black folks. Black folks may not like white folks. Both black and white may not like red or yellow. Uh, None of that matters to God. God loves everybody the same. You're no better than anybody else, and I'm no better than anybody else. We're all on level ground because we're all sinners. The Bible says all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. That means the Pope, the Dalai Lama, and even Joel Osteen, one of the nicest men you'll ever meet and pastor of the largest church in America. <coughs> we are all sinners, including moi, uh, yours truly. And I'm the chief of sinners. So if God can save me, a man who used to hate the church and who cursed and swore that he would never be a preacher like his father and who was running away from God in the church, uh, can, if God can save me, he can save you. We're all sinners. And God says that the wages of sin is death. That means you're going to die. I'm going to die. And uh, you, you, and by the way, you need to be thankful for every day you have. Because you don't know when you're going to die. And, and, and particularly today, you can go into the grocery store and come out dead. You can go to a parade in an all-American city and go to the morgue from the parade. You can go to school as a little, beautiful, angelic-looking, smart, bright child and come out of that school dead. You can go see fireworks and go home dead. We all are in danger of dying every day. In fact, you're on death row and I am too. We don't like to talk about it like that, but we are. We just don't know when we're going to die. But God wants you to understand that when you die, if he allows you to die from <clears throat> this beautiful ball called earth, uh, and if you don't believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and repent of your sins, he will allow you to die and go to hell to spend eternity and never get out. You talk about solitary confinement. You talk about a sentence. That is a sentence forever and ever, the Bible says. Not only sitting in a cell, but burning in hell. That's how bad sin is. 
Now remember, God did say in the Old Testament, He is angry with the wicked every day. God hates sin because it destroys your life. But remember what Jesus Christ said, For God so loved the world, He was giving a message to the world when He came. For God so loved the world. This is God's grace. This is God's mercy on you and on me and on others. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. In other words, God put all of your sin, all of my sin, on his son, Jesus Christ, born of a virgin. That means no man had sex with Mary uh, before Jesus Christ was born, to break it down for you. Okay? And so therefore, he had the blood of God running through his veins. He is the Son of God. Another name for him in the Bible is uh, uh, Emmanuel, God with us. And so in other words, God was walking on earth in Jesus, 100% God. 100% man. He proved that he was God because he walked on the water as well. Because he made the water. He proved that he was God because he broke up funerals by giving people their life back who were already in the coffin. I think you need to get to know him. Uh, he proved that he was God further because while he was asleep in a storm and everybody else was pitching a fit, he woke up and said, Peace be still. In other translation, sea, waves, sit down, wind, be quiet. And the wind and the waves obeyed him. My dear friend, if you don't know him, I suggest strongly that you get to know him. Because he will cause the waves and the winds to be quiet in your life too. Once you come to know him as Savior and uh, pray to him when you need to pray to him when you're going through the storms of life. He went to the tomb of Lazarus and said, Lazarus, come forth. He had to call the name Lazarus because somebody said, if he just said come forth, everybody in the grave would have come forth because he's God Almighty all by himself. He is the Son of God, which makes him God. That's why the Jews killed him. They understood that if he's calling himself the Son of God, uh, that means that he is God. Okay? So, uh, believe in him. Trust in him. Pray and ask him to save your soul. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. John the Baptist called him the Lamb of God who took away uh, the sin of the world. He is the sacrificial Passover Lamb of God who has taken away the sin of the world, your sin and mine. That's why you must believe in Him. And once you believe in Him, if you're sincere about believing in Him, you're going to follow Him. And you understand already that you can't continue in sin and follow Jesus. You already, you already understand that. I don't have to tell you that. It's already in you, isn't it? Your, your instincts tells you that. You know that. You say, Preacher, how do you know that? Because that's why you're saying right now in your mind, Yeah, Preacher, I, 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 you almost uh, convinced me to become a Christian. 
almost you you almost persuaded me to become a Christian. You're saying that right now in your mind, man. That's uh, that's right, man. That, that's doing something on the inside of me. But let me go and just kind of clean my life up first, and then I'll come back. And no, uh, today, the Bible says today is the day of salvation. That's a trick of the devil. You're never going to clean your life up enough to come to Jesus. You got to come to Jesus dirty, filthy. Not trying to clean your life up. He's going to reject that. He does not want you to have. Listen to me. He does not want you to have any part of your salvation. That you can boast about. Other than you're simply believing in him. And giving it all to him. And let him clean you up. That's how you do that. Okay. But that lets me know that you know you need to clean up your life. Once you trust Christ as Savior. You know that yourself. We knew that. I, we knew that way back, man, down in James City in New Bern, North Carolina. We knew that. that we, we had Something had to be done. We just didn't know how to put it together. We didn't understand it. Uh, we knew that down in the hood. That if you're going to come to Jesus and all of that, you, you got to, your life got to be cleaned up. But we didn't understand that he has to do the cleaning, not you. Because he is not going to let you boast and say, hey, I cleaned my own life up and that's how I got to say no. That's what's wrong with some people today. That's what's wrong with my own wife. She wants to do her own righteousness. She wants to take credit for her salvation. And God wants her to humble down and say, no, you don't, you, uh, you can't take credit for your salvation. Just believe in me. Humble yourself down and believe in me. And I'm saying that for the religious folks I'm talking to right now. For I believe there are just as many religious folk lost as uh, 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 irreligious folk nowadays. I was religious and lost on my way to hell. Didn't even know. I didn't even know I was going to hell. I'm telling you that you're going to hell right now. If you don't believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and repent of your sins and call on his name, you're going straight to hell when you die. And you could die today going into a grocery store. This is nothing to play with. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him. That's all you have to do. Believe in him. Jesus didn't say anything to the thief on the cross or to you about going to church or joining a church or getting baptized. And I know my, my pastor friends hate me to say these things. Because that's where their focus is. See, you know. How you're going to fit into the church and how they can plug you into the church and all that. That's their job. It's fine. But when it comes down to salvation, that means nothing. Absolutely nothing. Unless, until you get saved, then it means something. And my job is to get you saved. The thief on the cross got saved. He said, Lord, remember me. He was convicted. He was convinced that this was the Son of God. He saw something. Oh, I need to get saved myself. Lord, remember me while Jesus Christ was dying on the cross between two thieves. And Jesus was able to utter, even though he was dying, Today thou shalt be with me in paradise. <laughs> oh, yes. And they're on the cross. The thief, on the cross, he didn't get down and go join the First Baptist Church. He didn't get down and get baptized. He didn't get down and take communion. He didn't get down and get Christianed. He didn't get down and speak in tongues. He didn't get down and shout out the back side of the church, the back door of the church. He didn't get down and start speaking in tongues. 
He died and went to heaven with Jesus, went to paradise with Jesus immediately. First one after Jesus died in heaven. He's a thief on the cross. Now, if, if the thief on the cross can go to heaven like that, you can go to heaven like that. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish. That means you will not go to hell if you believe in Jesus Christ. Right now, you're on your way to hell. And if you were to die today, if you were to drop dead right now, one of the nicest prime ministers of Japan, one of the most humble, one of the most cooperative, he had a distinct look about him, and he had a humble look about him, and his last name was Abe. You knew, you know he was all right. He was making a speech in his old age. In a country that you can't get a gun. But a devilish man made a gun at home and blew the man's heart out of his chest. He's dead today. A prime minister of Japan. They've never really seen anything like this. What am I saying to you? If he can die as a former prime minister of a country making a political speech in a country that you can't even get a gun out of millions of people they, they suffer like 10 murders a year unlike America then you can die, my dear friend, in any moment. You don't have time to wait. The Bible says today is the day of salvation. Do it right now. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior. Right now. Because tomorrow or tonight is not promised you. And that's a fact. Don't drop off in the hell. Don't go to hell in the words of Dr. Charles McKinney. On a humbug. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. And thou you shall be saved. For God so loved the world. That includes you. Red, yellow, black and white. We're all precious in his sight. For God so loves the world. For God so loved the world. That he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believeth in him. Should not perish. But have everlasting life. That's for you. That's a free gift of salvation. You, you, you don't need to work for it, and you can't work for it. There's not enough hours in the world for you to work for your salvation. You can't pay for it either. Elon Musk and Bezos and the head of Microsoft, the former head of Microsoft, combined could not buy salvation for one of them. There's not enough money in the world. Just simply believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Have faith in him. Pray and ask him to come into your heart to save your soul. For the Bible says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Follow me in prayer in what is called the sinner's prayer. And be sincere about it. Mean it from your heart. If you want to be saved, get saved right now. Uh, let's pray together. Follow me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart.
Holy Father God, I acknowledge and I admit that I am a sinner and that I have done evil in your sight repeatedly committing many sins. For Jesus Christ's sake, please have mercy and grace upon my soul. Lord, please remember me when you enter into your kingdom. For Jesus Christ's sake, forgive me of all of my sins and help me to repent of all of my sins as I now believe with all of my heart in your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for my sins, was buried and rose on the third day by your power. Lord Jesus Christ, I believe in you. And I believe in the gospel that you preached first and best. Please come into my heart and into my spirit and save my soul today. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Help me to change. Help me to repent of all of my sins. Help me to turn from my evil lifestyle. And help me to follow you in the newness of life. Lord Jesus. For it is in your name I do pray. Amen. Now dear friend of mine. If you just prayed that prayer with me. And you uh, believed in the Lord Jesus Christ for your soul's salvation. May I say to you, congratulations for doing the most important thing in life. If you want to uh, continue to grow in faith and become a strong uh, Christian disciple, please read my book, Free of Charge, titled What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. And... Uh, you can do that by going to gospellightsociety.com or gospellighthouseofprayer.com. It's a free download. Also, uh, email us and let us know that you got saved so that we can rejoice with you and send you some uh, biblical materials uh, to help you to grow in the faith and be the Christian that God wants you to be. If you have a prayer request, please send that in to us as well, and we'll pray for you until you tell us to stop. That is at dw3 at gospellightsociety.com and uh, uh, gls at gospellightsociety.com or whatever email is on your platform where you are. And uh, we thank God for the fact uh, that you have heard the gospel today so that you can be saved from that awful place called hell. Now, uh, if the Lord tarries is coming, I'll be back in about four 
hours to preach and hopefully wrap up the message that I started on <clears throat> Monday. So until then, pray without ceasing. Read the Word of God. Meditate on the Word of God. Those of you who just got saved, read that book all the way through so that you will know the next steps of a saved person. For those of you who have been saved a while and you are thankful to God for this ministry and you have received many blessings from it by the grace of God yourself and you're thankful for this ministry always preaching the gospel, please go to Gospel Light Society Cash App and uh, if God leads you to and you have been blessed with plenty of money Half the nation has been blessed with plenty of money and half the nation is suffering. If you're on the half that's suffering and you can barely buy peanut butter, don't send us a dime. We want you to keep that money and we'll be praying for you to get more so that you can survive. <clears throat> We're not with the prosperity gospel, so that's the only reason why I am asking you now because I'm not in danger of being uh, consider a prosperity gospel preacher because God has killed the prosperity gospel thank God and all of his foolishness and so uh, if the Lord leads you and you have enough money to take care of you and your family uh, please uh, share some with us so that we can continue to preach the gospel every day and yes I probably since I've done it for nearly seven, pardon me, seven years and have been preaching for over 42 years, uh, right now as it stands, I'll probably preach the gospel uh, every day until I die. So your support would be greatly appreciated so that I can continue to do that. Uh, we also have a way, another way to pay gospel light society. Uh, Venmo, Gospel Light Society, uh, PayPal, there's many ways to pay and to give. <clears throat> yeah, uh, I'm asking everybody to give at least $7, the perfect number. But there are other biblical numbers. You can give $3, $12. Uh, we like to do things using biblical numbers around here by the grace of God. And so... Um, and you can do twelve hundred dollars, twelve thousand uh, dollars, whatever God will lead you to do. We do have some needs. Uh, we need some new equipment. We need new lighting. We need a new camera. We need new computers. Uh, and uh, we're trying to. Uh, uh, build a building and do some other things as well. So your help would be greatly appreciated. Pray for us even if you can't, whoever you are, even if you can't send a dime. We value and we covet your prayers most of all. So let's all stand and let's pray until we meet again, Lord willing, in about four hours. Let's pray. Holy Father God, we praise you and we thank you so much for this magnificent service that you blessed us to have today. We give you the glory, the praise, and the honor. Thank you, Lord, for my directors and producers who are my children. Uh, all of them uh, contribute to the success 
of uh, this ministry and the preaching of the gospel. And some support by giving uh, hundreds and thousands of dollars back to the ministry they came out of and also uh, uh, some do hands-on, some still do hands-on work for the ministry that is so valuable and so helpful. We give you the glory, praise, and honor for them uh, to make this possible. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake. Amen. God bless you, dear friends. Until next time. Lord willing, if the Lord tells us coming and we live, we will be back in about four hours.